0: Now for our story. It was early evening of the day on which Bill Meade's custody suit had opened in Huntsville. Aunt Mary had returned from the trial feeling rather weary and discouraged about the young man's chances. So after supper, she decided to go into Wakefield and talk to Bill for a while, knowing that the young man was in need of some encouragement. Now Bill answers her knock at the door of his little cabin in the Wakefield Auto Court.
2: Hello, Bill.
0: Well, Aunt Mary, come in.
2: Good evening to you, Mary Why, Angus. Well, I, I'm glad to find you here. I'm
3: mighty pleased to see you. Almost for me, I'm darn glad to see both of you. You know, I was sitting here, going over everything that was said today, feeling kind of let down. Then Angus dropped in. And now you, Aunt Mary.
2: Well, Bill, I thought you'd probably feel like talking things over. Peggy and Randy both send their regards. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we've all got the same thing in our minds, I'm sure. You're probably both thinking the lad would have done better to hire some smooth-talking lawyer from the city. Like this with lad. Why,
3: Mr. McKillop, it never of my head. Don't
2: be silly, Angus. You know better than that. Yeah, maybe I do, Mary Lynn. Just the same, there's no use pretending we made a howling success today. Oh, it's the way this other man twists things around, it seems to me. He makes everything look different from what it actually is.
3: Yeah, he certainly does. Gosh, I began to feel like a first-class heel, deserting a helpless
2: woman with a newborn child. Yeah, that's what he was after, to make you appear to be a heartless monster. Yeah, he did a pretty good job of it, too. Worse luck. Well, it's not your fault, Mr. McKillop.
3: But I did get kind of a nasty jolt. You know, when you told me that Miss Thorndike had agreed to testify, well, I thought that would be just about all we'd need. That and Mr. Bowman's statement about what Kid had said to him. But, gee, when Farnsworth got through with him, well, the whole thing sure looked different.
2: Well, it's too bad. But the way he asked those questions, anyone who didn't know the true story certainly would have been misled. Unless a person knew the background of your marriage, Bill. Everything that happened leading up to the divorce. (sighs) Now, look here, Mary Lane. And uh, you too, lad. It's true enough that we didn't come off with flying colors today. we haven't reached the end of the story, I have something up my sleeve that'll turn the trick. You have? What is it, Angus? I have a witness to back up the story the nurse told. Judge Willoughby's a shrewd man. He knows the truth when he hears it. Miss Farnsworth did much to discredit the nurse's story, but, but when we present evidence to bear out everything she said, evidence which the city lawyer can't discredit on the basis of jealousy, or frustrated mother love, or whatever the fancy name for it may be, when, then we'll be getting somewhere.
3: If that sounds hopeful, Mr. McKillop.
2: Who is this witness you have in mind? Lucy Collins, the housekeeper at the Calvert's. Lucy. As you know, Mary, she's been with him for years. She knows your ex-wife, lad, uh, the way she knows the town of her hand. Her testimony will mean something, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I I guess it would.
3: But are you sure? I mean, has she actually agreed
0: to appear on the stand? That she has.
2: Aye, she'll testify. Take my word for it.
0: And at the same moment, in another part of town, MacKillop's opponent, George Farnsworth, is confidently talking to his client, Bill's ex-wife, Kit.
1: May I pour you another glass of sherry, Mrs. Farnsworth?
4: Thank you. Uh-uh. I have to have a clear head tomorrow, you know.
1: Well, I hardly think a glass or two of sherry will make much difference. You uh, certainly had your wits about you today.
4: I thank you, Miss Calvert. You know, being an attorney is rather a thankless job, as a rule. If you lose a case, your client's likely to put the whole blame on the line of attack you choose. On the other hand, when you win...
1: When you win, you don't get any credit. Yes, I know. Of course, not to bring up the sordid side, but you do have your fee. <laughs> that must be some comfort, I should think.
4: <laughs> it helps to heal our wounded pride. Yes, indeed.
1: Uh, seriously, though, Mr. Farnsworth, I was quite impressed with the way you handled things today.
4: Thank you. I hope you see now how foolish your fears were, Miss Calvin.
1: Yes, I feel a lot better. But I wish it were all over.
4: It will be soon. You'll be able to forget the whole thing. Settle down to bringing up that fine young son of yours. Really a credit to you.
1: Yes, that's what everyone says.
4: Very soon it'll be yours, without question. You may rest assured.
1: I certainly hope you're right.
4: Yes, things went off very well today. Although I confess I had a bad moment or two when McKillop called your uncle to the stand.
1: Uncle David. That gives you an idea of how much loyalty there is in this family.
4: Well, you mustn't be too harsh in judging Mr. Bowman. Obviously an honest, sincere man. No fool, either. Wanted to be just, that's all. But I wasn't prepared for him. He did rather throw me off when he first appeared.
1: He's never approved of me. But I didn't think he'd go that far to get up and testify against me.
4: Well, fortunately, his testimony turned out to do your case more good than harm. Enabled me to bring out how shabbily you've been treated by your husband. Showed you in a very sympathetic light. Yes, I suppose, so. Oh, well, no doubt about it. Coming back with a new baby, being deserted by your husband. It's a perfectly natural you, you might say something in bitterness and hurt. Something you didn't mean at all. Then
1: you think my uncle's testimony really had some effect? I mean, on my side?
4: Well, not only his, the nurse, Miss Thorndyke. That young woman's testimony wasn't worth a nickel after I was finished with her. Luckily, I knew she was going to testify. Uncovering that information about your background helped a lot.
1: I told Dad before I wasn't at all sure we could count on her. But he's always so positive he has things under control. He had a little talk with her. Seemed to think he had her right where he wanted her.
4: I'm afraid that was one time your father overreached himself.
1: Well, anyway, you certainly made her look like a fool. I never have liked her. I quite enjoyed the way you handled her.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> Miss Calvert, in the future, we should ever be in a similar situation.
1: I certainly don't expect to be. Not if I can help it.
4: Well, you never know. But in any event, if I were you, I, I'd be a bit more cautious. Cautious?
1: I i wish you'd explain that, Mr. Farnsworth.
4: Well, now, I don't take offense, Miss Calvert. I simply mean that you might save yourself a lot of trouble. By a little extra discretion. Be careful what you say, to whom you say it. You see, your uncle's evidence, and the evidence of the nurse also, might have been quite damaging. Luckily, we were able to discount it. But if MacKillop has another witness up his sleeve who has heard you say you regretted having the child and so on, well, it might not work out so well for us. Yes, I see that. Miss Calvert. Yes? I'd like to say one thing more. It's in your own interest. If there's anything about this case you haven't told me, anything I should know...
1: But, well, of course there isn't. How can you ask?
4: Well, I only meant if if you've told anyone else, say, what you apparently told your father and your uncle, that you wished you hadn't had the child. Try to think.
1: Oh. No, no, I don't believe so. Surely you don't imagine I've gone all over town making wild statements like that. Well, it was only here at home, or under the pressure and strain of everything that's happened. And the household's accounted for. Miss Thorndike's shown her colors already. That just leaves Lucy. Lucy? She's the housekeeper.
4: And what about her? You sure she won't enter into the picture at all?
1: No, no, no. Not Lucy. Oh, she's been with us for years and years. Practically as long as I can remember. No, she's a fixture. Completely loyal.
4: Mm, I wonder... Sometimes trouble crops up when one least expects it. You know, I, I think I'd better have a talk with Lucy. It's just possible McKilleb may have gotten to her already. Oh,
1: I, I doubt that.
4: Just the same. Won't do any harm, even if he has. Now, the, on the other hand, if he does happen to have some idea of pulling rabbits out of his hat, we'll simply be there ahead of him.
0: Two lawyers and one witness. Lucy, the old housekeeper. Lucy has a sense of duty to her employer and a fear of losing her only means of supporting herself and her invalid sister. But she also has an instinctive distrust of Kit, who never, through all her years in the household, has bothered to consider the old lady as a human being. Lucy finally has given her word to Bill's attorney, has agreed to testify for him. But if the smooth lawyer from the city were to talk to her, would Lucy's determination break down?